Hey family, I'm Coach Cass. Welcome to The Hub. On today's show, I have Gail, who's a mental health counselor, a veteran teacher. She's 39 and she's single, y'all. She's also a member of Delta Sigma Theta sorority, and I'm so excited to have her. So we're going to delve into what's happening over there in South Carolina. Kakalaki. All right, Gail. Hey, welcome. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) So happy to have you. So Gail, I know that you know, you've been through some things in your life. So, so let's bring the audience up to speed. Like, how about you share a little bit of your story? Oh, wow. Where do I start? It's been ongoing for maybe most of my life. So I'll just kind of condense everything in about, you know, 30 seconds. Hopefully I started, I, I started at 16 years old. I got pregnant with my first daughter. She's 23 in a few months. In nursing school. Yay, she just graduated from nursing school. Oh, hallelujah. She's doing great. It started there. I came from a religious background, a really, really religious background. Father, deacon, um, my mother, junior, mother of the church. So it was kind of embarrassing then. And it was, um, back then you didn't talk about, you know, things like that. And that Mm -hmm. didn't happen that often. So I made up my mind because out of the five sisters that I have, I was the one that was supposed to go to college. And I was in the middle. And um, so the first thing my mom said to me was, you're supposed to go to school, Gail. So that day I, I made up in my mind. I said that, you know, I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to do what I said I'm going to do. And I'm not going to be a statistic. And I needed to show my daughter also that, you know, you can rise above your obstacles. Yeah, I went to college, USC, Columbia, Gamecock, yay. <laughs> and, um, graduated. And I became a assistant manager at a bank there and um, met a guy during my senior year of college, really charismatic guy. And he, um, I quickly found myself in a very abusive relationship, um, domestic violence situation. And it was really bad. I was hospitalized, broken, you know, broken bones, busted lips, stitches, that wow. sort of thing. Kind of ruined my entire life and my plan for my daughter. Um, I had to uproot and go back home, start all over again from scratch. (laughs) And um, so I did that, and um, that's how I became a teacher. I decided that I needed to tell my story to young people and also Mm. to the women of the world. Um, I became a teacher 13 years ago, and um, since then I met a guy. Same type of situation. I married him, though. That's where my 10-year-old, you know, came into this world that was a blessing from that marriage but it was a really bad marriage it wasn't good at all there was some abuse in the marriage there was physical abuse there was also um not a lot of physical abuse but um there was a lot of verbal abuse a lot of cheating so i lost mm-hmm. myself in that marriage um there did some things that um, i'm not proud of because of low self-esteem and things like that and then i find myself out of that marriage coming out of that marriage but still very broken had no clue who I was anymore, what I need to do with my life, just kind of live in a slow death. Basically, I was, you know, alive, but still dead inside. Um, mm. Contemplated on suicide for a while, actually planned it out. Wow. And um, I sat in service 
one Sunday, and my pastor gave me the scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11, mm. and plan that scripture changed you. my life. And that's why I decided that's, that's to good. take my life back. Amen. So Gail again, teach my kids that you can, again, rise above anything yes. and uh, take your life back as well and love yourself. And I just say today that I'm there, I'm in that place. I'm single <laughs> and I love life. <laughs> you have to look at the good things in life. And so many um, of us as women, we, we, we're, we stay so focused on the negative so mm-hmm. we can't see the positive and we have mm-hmm. to grab hold to those positives and just work it, just live it. So yeah. That's what I've been doing. Oh my goodness. For those listening, you guys need to also watch the video because Gail is killing it in this bright yellow. Is that a dress or a shirt? Oh, it's so nice. Ooh, girl, you are doing it. And you know I like the color. See me getting row in the house. Okay, okay. 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 I love it. <laughs> so we got the blue and gold going. Uh-uh. Oh, yes. uh, yes. I love it. <laughs> So I I just love your story, Gail, and the fact that you're able to share it willingly because so many people are scared of their past. I'm scared of sharing their past because of judgment or whatever else. But when you start to realize that your past is exactly that, your past, and that it only propels you to your future, I am just so excited for what's to come. Oh, my goodness. I am. I'm excited about life. Oh, that's just beautiful. Yeah. So, what are some of the what are you what are some of your fun pastimes now? Like after everything that you've been through, now you have two kids. You know, like what what are some of your fun things? Like, what do you like to do as a family? What do you like to do? Period. Uh sure. I have really, really, really great, amazing girlfriends, and um, some of them are single, some of them are in relationships, and some of them are married. But we make it our business to have a girls' night at least once a month. Oh, nice. And, um, when we do, we come together, we share our stories, we share a whole lot of laughter. It's really good to laugh. And mm-hmm. um, they are that sound, safe place for me. Um, my children, I love them to death and they love their mommy. I love how they love me. And that's one of the reasons why I had to take my life back because I didn't want to hurt my baby. So yeah, we travel. We've been traveling a lot. Um, last year, we went to New York, Atlanta. We have a list of things we want to do now, but you know, Corona has kind of stopped that a little bit. But yeah, yeah, we're looking forward to traveling, just the three of us, and um, seeing the world. So that's what I've been doing now. Oh, that sounds lovely, girl. That sounds real good. So let's get into your question. What is your question for today? What is your burning question? My burning question, I think because of everything I've gone through, I, I often overanalyze things, right? I mm. think things of too much, maybe evaluate a little too much. But um, my question was, why is it that so many women mm-hmm. um, see men as their happiness? Mm. Um, you know, most women, you know, I'm not going to be happy until I find a husband or until, until I'm a wife or a girlfriend or I have a man in my life. Right. And they're down until that happens. I think a man is supposed to enhance your happiness as opposed mm-hmm. to be your happiness and just kind of wondered where that originated. You know, right. I do understand that, you know, back in the day, a lady, a woman didn't leave her home and her mom and dad until a man married her and just sort of rescued her. And mm-hmm. she became a woman, a mother, a wife, that sort of thing. So I wonder, did that come from that part of the time or 
what is it about that? And it took yeah. me more than half my life to realize that that was just such a crappy way of thinking. <laughs> yeah. So that doesn't sound like that's really your question. That sounds like a generic question that, that I need you to think about what's your question. But in general, you know, when it comes to happiness, just think of it like this. We're always pushed to the next thing, right? As women, it's like, okay, I need you to go to college and get your degree. And then where's your man? Okay. Where's your engagement ring? Where's your marriage? Where's your child? Where's your second child? Where's your other career? You know, we're on this push to look for the next thing. So unfortunately, as a society, we do push the stereotype of you're not happy unless you're in a relationship. And that is a myth, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, you are obviously a happy single woman, right? I was happy when I was single, you know what I mean? So there's many happy single people. It's just beautiful to also have companionship. And when it comes to statistics, married couples are happier and healthier and wealthier and all those things if you are in the right marriage, right? If you're in the right relationship. So I would say that there is part truth to that belief, but then not hanging all of your happiness on that. For instance, it happens, right? I know for a fact of marriages where the wife would look for, to her husband to make her happy when she's sad, to be her sounding board when she's yeah. mad. And, yeah. you know, in, in ways her, their relationships were tested because they were putting too much on a man instead of God. Right. So sometimes we forget the true source. We forget, you know, where our eyes should be. And then it's like, okay, this person is here with me to do life with me, not to provide a life for me. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So, any personal question? Uh-huh. Okay, so I'll give you that. How about that? <laughs> so right now I'm single, and I, I, I tell people, you know, they question whether or not, you know, am I wasting myself away? Do, are my standards too high? You know, do I have commitment issues? That sort of thing. I just call it just being careful. Um, I'm not willing to settle like I have in the past. But I found that, and this is going to sound funny, but they don't make men like they used to. <laughs> they change manufacturing companies. Is that what you say, Gail? They don't make them like they used to. <laughs> I feel like there's some ladies listening right now that might agree with you, girl. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, I date. I date casually. I date often. But I can never make it to a second date because, you know, if I see the slightest inkling of a red flag, I'm out of there. I don't answer mm-hmm. the phone anymore. You know, it's over for me. And that's that's how it's been for years now. And even with the ones with potential, it ends up, you know, the, the true colors end up coming out. And I'm, mm-hmm. I just rather be by myself than, you mm-hmm. know, with someone that I'm, I feel I'm settling with. So yeah. why is it that men, I guess, it seems like the ones that are of quality are taken. Mm. You just kind of have the leftovers. <laughs> oh, snap. Leftovers. Nobody likes leftovers. Oh, my God. And this is so timely because I actually am doing a, a workshop tonight on unrealistic expectations and how to have a fulfilling relationship. So you're invited. So one of the, one of the biggest things I see is, is something that my pastor told me a very long time ago. She's Jamaican. I'm Jamaican. But she says, belief kill and belief cure. Right. So pretty much whatever you believe 
is what is attracted to you, right? So the question is, when you think about love and relationships, where is your resting place when it comes to love and relationships? Is it, let me find out what's wrong with this guy so he doesn't hurt me? Or is it, let me connect with a guy and see how amazing he is? You know, like, what is the resting question that you filter through when interacting with men? You know, like, literally, are you seeking to find I don't know about you. You know, like, this is a red flag. This is something weird. I don't like your chin hair, your voice, your whatever. That seemed controlling. You know, like, are you resting in that place or are you resting in the place of, hmm, what is, what is awesome about this person I'm talking to right now? What was really good about this date? Or are you more processing the negative? So that's my real question to you. Think about that. I, I, I don't think I have to think about it. <laughs> It's so interesting that you said that. I think I'm processing the negative. I'm trying to figure out the negative so that I'm not hurt again. I, I don't like being vulnerable. So I think that's what I'm doing. Um, and it's so funny that my daughter says, my oldest daughter, she says, you know, mom, she said, I don't know what's wrong, but I can't, I can't be with you forever. You know, mm. you're going to have, you're going to be on the porch rocking with cats and stuff, walking, you know, walking around you. And you're going to be by yourself, she said, because every time you go on a date, I don't care if it's his ears, you know, his ears are too big. Mm-hmm. His, his finger doesn't look right. You know, I don't care what it yeah. is. Like, you're just making up things not to go on that second date. And I think about it, but I... So my husband had the same disease, right? So we call it shallow hell syndrome, right? Shallow hell syndrome. There's a movie called Shallow Hell. And literally he would be with the most amazing person, but then say, oh, well, her knees are a little wobbly, right? There's a little knot on her wrist. Oh, she has a mole on her face. I don't know about that. And he would literally look for ways to pick apart the person that he was dating, right? Now, happily, he fixed that before me, right? But understanding that people aren't going to have everything that you want all wrapped up in one, And that we want to focus on, well, what is it that we truly want? So the thing that I find the most is that we're not really clear about what we want. We're 100% clear about what we don't want, right? right? Listen, let me tell you what Jared and Joey and Rashid did to me. Like, uh uh-uh, you know, I don't want it. But then when we start to focus in on, okay, well, what do we want? And it's not just the opposite to the negative thing. It gets a little cloudy. So my invitation to you is just to think about after this show is really just to start to think about, well, what does a good relationship look like? And a part of you might be like, I don't know, right? Because the majority of how we learn about relationships is romantic comedies, porn, and dysfunctional families, like straight up like and even if you yeah. went to school for it doesn't mean we always live it right because people doctors right so there's doctors out there that'll be like you know you need to eat vegetables and you look at them and say you're not eating any vegetables doc you know so we don't always take our own medicine so it really is to take a moment to clarify your love vision you know and i i do have a training on my website inspiremany.com where you can go to the store and it's the love vision board training i really believe that everyone should have a love vision board and you know for those who are watching i'll show you like i i got them you know what i mean like we 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 got we got it yeah. <laughs> 
we got it here, you know? And so I live what I talk about, but it's so important to have that vision clear and to be focusing on the positive side, no matter what you've been through. Because, you know, if we focus on the crap, I tell you, we're giving our power to the past. Yeah. And you say you want to take your power back, right? So in order to take your power back, we can't let those who have hurt us continue to control our decisions. Yes, there's still that filter. Okay, so you recognize, but being able to focus on what you want versus what you don't want. Is that helpful? That sounds really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. I receive that. <laughs> receive it and believe it's here today. <laughs> Oh man, I'm so happy. Thank you. Thank you so much for for just hanging out with us, Gail. Um, This has been really good. Don't don't be a stranger. So Gail, how can people find you just in case they want to slide in your DM? My name is Gail Glasgow on Facebook, G-A-I-L-G-L-A-S-S-C-H-O. I'm also on Instagram, incognito12. So yeah, uh, you're making me blush. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, you are cute. And I just I just see nothing but God's goodness in you. So I know it's only a matter of time until you connect with the right person for you. You know, it's all about the filter that we see love through is what I really see is the epidemic across this world is that we just have the wrong lens when it comes to love. So it's just being able to clear it out, you know, and say, okay, I can see clearly now the clouds have gone. (laughs) Love it. I love it. Oh my goodness. your energy. That's awesome. Yeah. I need more friends like you. Hey, hey, I'm I come and knock on my door. I'll be your friend, girl. <laughs> I have amazing friends. I can't say that. All right, family. So I just want to say thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Coach Cash Show on the Hub. This has been great. So hopefully you two got something um, from what Gail shared. You know, no matter what you've been through in this world, no matter what relationship you've been through, that there's still possibilities for amazing love to come into your life. But the thing is, do you see it and can you receive it? Things that make you go home. Till next time. Bye, guys. 